Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. I wanted to tell you about a company I recently used and that you may be interested in using as well. It is called Five Strands, five, the number, and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S, five strands. And it is a test to learn about food intolerances, environmental intolerances, and it can give you lots of really good information on how your body is currently responding to your diet. So it can identify food or environmental intolerances And then you can kind of temporarily remove these things from your diet and make lifestyle decisions around that in order to reduce inflammation, to feel a bit better. Uh, This isn't about allergy testing. This isn't the same if you were to go get allergy testing through blood. This is uh, simply about a different process they use that help to identify not allergies, but simple intolerances to foods that you currently may be eating and things in your environment. And then once you have that knowledge, the idea is you can go into an elimination diet and take all those things out at once versus if any of you have done an elimination diet before, when you're trying to figure out what's working for you, what's not, you know, maybe something like you take out all dairy, you have to wait four weeks to see how you respond, then you take out another thing, then you, so it's just this really long process of trying to figure those things out. This is just a really quick, simple, easy way to get that information and eliminate all those things at once. And then the idea is you do slowly add them back in once your body, um, the inflammation has calmed down, your body's ready to respond to them again. So this isn't about eliminating these foods forever and always. It's simply about taking them out for a time period to really optimize your health, maybe even lose some weight, and then um, slowly adding them back in. And the test is so easy because you just send in some strands of hair, hence the name of the company, Five Strands. You just send in some hair, you get results back within five to seven days. The other reason I, when asked, agreed to work with this company was because their customer service was so amazing. Any questions you have, um, anything like that, they are just friendly, very knowledgeable. Um, I just really, really appreciated their this to me was like old school customer service. So they're a great company. Um, and, and, and this sort of testing can just give you that idea of, okay, these are the things I'm going to try to cut out and, and we'll see, um, you know, trying to optimize feeling good, all that sort of stuff. And my own personal thing with this is I was noticing that I was having 
uh, just some cues and feedback going on from my body with some regular things I had been eating where I had never had those uh, negative cues and feedback before. And so I knew something was going on and that's why I got into taking this test. And what was really interesting is some things came back that I knew would come back. Like I've always known dairy. I do not do well with dairy. Um, I, I know I don't do well with eggs, things like that. But I really found some of the results fascinating. Like there were certain proteins that I was used to eating every single day that I'm highly right now currently in my lifestyle intolerant to um, and other proteins that were just fine. So that helped me adjust uh, to what I'm eating right now. Another thing that was really interesting is I always thought I was really intolerant to red wine but could was fine with all clear alcohol like vodka, um, all that kind of stuff. And actually according to this uh all clear alcohol is not good but i'm totally cool with red wine so things like that were really really fascinating to me and also just helped me create sort of this elimination diet plan for about six weeks that i'll be doing and uh just just gave me all the information in one shot so i highly highly recommend them if you are looking to optimize your health it's a quick and easy test to just get more information. I really do hope you give it a try. I just believe more knowledge about our bodies and how they are working is such a key in gaining that optimal health. So if you want to give them a try, you can head over to fivestrands.com. Again, it's the number five and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S.com. And when you go to check out, put in my name, Heather Heinen. H-E-Y-N-E-N, and you're going to get a nice discount. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation like 99 cents helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Hi, friends, and welcome. I'm glad you're here. This is episode 65 of the podcast, Weight Loss and Wellness for Real. And today we are going to talk all about New Year's resolutions. If you are listening to this um, for its intended time that I recorded it. We are getting ready to go into the new year. And so often this is the time we are setting New Year's resolutions. Uh, for most of us that has to do with weight, we, we do know that most people this time of year when it comes to New Year's resolutions, it is typically about weight or changing some health behaviors. And I want to just share with you some things I know about setting New Year's resolutions um, and why it might not be such a good idea. And then also what to do instead so that you do start making changes to get to the goals that you are wanting to get to. And first, as always, you can head over to my website at heatherheinen.com 
H-E-Y-N-E-N. From there, you can get a lot of details on how I work with clients and help do some life coaching, some weight loss coaching, all those kinds of things. There's also other things over there. There's a tab called journal, which is just like my blog. It has lots of articles over there about all things uh, health and well-being. And you can also sign up for my monthly newsletter, which also is all things well-being. I always um, write something a little bit more in depth in there with real specific uh, strategies you can implement right away to make some changes, as well as I usually include a recipe and some discount codes for companies that I work with. You can also get to my social media handles. You can listen to both my podcasts from there, all the things. Let's hop into New Year's resolutions. And like I said, this time of year, if you're listening to this, when it's intended for, it is a really hot topic. So I want you just to take a moment to think back for a second. Did you make a New Year's resolution last year? And then I want you to think about how did it go? If you're like the rest of us, most of us, you've probably forgot about them until now or, you know, Typically, we do really great for a week or two, and then we kind of just toss in the towel. So if you did forget about them and not follow through, you are definitely not a failure. There are reasons a bit beyond our conscious control as to why we don't stick with it. And if you're like most of us, you know, you feel very motivated during this time of year to set that resolution to lose weight, and along with any other goals that you may have, Um, But like I said, we know from pretty decent research, uh, it's typically about weight loss or health. um, And since this is a podcast about weight loss, uh, anyway, we set those things. We're pretty motivated, but we do also know that most resolutions are just over with by February. So what I'd really like to do is make a case for, uh, is to encourage you to not make that New Year's resolution in regards to weight loss. And I'm going to explain why they don't work and how they often lead to even more weight gain, as well as, you know, I'm gonna tell you what to do instead. So if you really wanna lose some weight, what to do that will actually work versus setting yourself up for not following through by setting a New Year's resolution. I'm not against setting goals at all. Um, I'm a huge goal setter. I think they are really important to move us forward in life. I do think setting goals is important, but. There is an optimal way to set a goal so that you will actually follow through. And we're going to talk about some of the things to do in order to get there. The problem with New Year's resolutions is that they're typically, they're typically goals that are a complete overhaul, a complete 180 from the current way we are living or, you know, in this case, eating. So weight, weight loss goals for the new year are most common. And I'm, I'm sure you can relate to examples like, that's it. I'm done eating all the crap. Starting January 1st, I'm cutting out all sugar and carbs or, you know, I'm, I'm going down to no more than a thousand calories a day, or I'm going to fast 48 hours every week or, and, you know, I'm going to do this cleanse, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to basically do this fast for the week and only drink juice or something like that. And by the way, side note, we say all the changes are going to take place January 1st, right? We're like January 1, January 1, until we realize January 1 is a Saturday or it's a, it's a Wednesday or it's a, um, you know, Thursday. 
you know, so when we realize now, if January one falls on a Monday, that might be a little bit easier, but it's interesting how like, so for this year, January one is on Saturday. So I I know I've done this and I, I know many of you have done this too. So we're like, yeah, January one. And then we're like, oh wait, that's a Saturday. Okay. I can't make those changes on the weekend. So I'll start it Monday, January three. Yeah. No biggie. January three, a Monday back to routine. I'll do it then. So already there's sort of this weird, like, you know, we're going to put it off until it's a Monday. So anyway, I just always find that fascinating that we do this. All these things you know, are, are common and they all have one thing in common. They, they are based in black and white, all or nothing thinking. And, and this is a really big problem for sustainable, long-lasting changes. I, do, I have a deep dive into dichotomous thinking, that's that black and white thinking, and why our brain does this and how it ultimately backfires for us and, and how to change this type of thinking. And that it's on this podcast, episode 65. If you want to go, is it episode 65? This is episode 65. So hold on. I'm going to check and find out what episode that is. Okay, it's actually episode 55 if you want to go deeper into the subject of dichotomous thinking. But for our purposes here, you know, it's just enough to say that that black and white, that dichotomous type thinking you know, it never ever works for long-term weight loss or really for any changes we're trying to make for the long-term. So when we have the cognitive distortion of dichotomous thinking, when we're in that pattern, that habit pattern of thought that is black and white thinking, that's dichotomous thinking, any change we, we have really good intentions to make is going to fail. And this is because our brain is not set up to function this way. Our brain our brain functions through habits of thoughts, feelings, sensations, behaviors, and you know what a habit is. It's typically subconscious or unconscious. You know, our brain uses habits and patterns over and over and over because it saves it energy. And it's way easier to run programs that have been running forever and ever than to start a new one. You remember the metaphor I've, I've used a couple times of that snowball at the top of the snowy hill. You roll a small snowball down the hill and the ball makes a path, right? You roll another from the same spot and it follows the same path more easily because that path was made by the first snowball. Now, every time you roll a snowball, it gets easier and easier and easier for that ball to roll down the hill because that groove is so worn in. And this is how your brain works. Paths are are created as they are reinforced by the same thoughts, feelings, behaviors. And, you know, it gets easier and easier for the brain to go into those thoughts, feeling, behavior patterns. So, you know, now we're, we're on this automatic pilot, if you will. And that's why some of our behaviors feel, you know, almost like we're not controlling them. They're like very subconscious or unconscious. So, now we make these, you know, we try with these New Year's resolutions to make these 180 degree all or nothing, you know, changes to how we're going to eat or drink. And the reality is our brain is programmed to fight against this in every way, shape and form because it just wants to conserve energy. So you can kind of use willpower for a bit because you're really motivated at first. So you have all this energy going because of the motivation. But after a day, a few days, a week, a month, you know, something happens. Typically it's a stress. Typically, you know, we lose energy in some way. So maybe we get sick, you know, but we're right back then into old patterns of thought, feeling, sensations, and behavior, including our eating patterns. And there is comfort here. And 
you know, if we're tired, like we're literally low energy due to using our willpower to make these changes, so must many of us are going to find we're too tired to keep up make trying to make these big changes every day, white knuckling through everything every day, you know, trying to lean on that willpower, but willpower, you know, that runs out. We only have a daily supply of that. So here's an example, you know, okay, I'm going to work out five days every week. That's your new, new year's resolution. And then real life happens. And like I said, you get sick or you're just too busy or, you know, it could be anything. So you only get in three workouts that week. And then you feel like you failed because you told yourself, I'm going to do five a week. And then for many normal, understandable reasons, you only get three workouts in. And so because of that, because there's that dissonance, because there's that difference, you feel like you failed. And when we think we failed, that feeling of defeat and shame are created again. And that's that shame cycle. So, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that the shame cycle always leads to more issues um, of resistance to losing weight or even just keeping it off. So, so black and white thinking or dichotomous thinking leads us to make resolutions of goals that are unsustainable, that require extreme changes, right? Again, no sugar ever again, even though you love sugar. Or, you know, the the goal might be too vague, like I'm going to exercise more. Or it could be tied only to your weight. I'm going to lose 20 pounds, you know, without talking about, well, how are we going to do that? So we are already, by doing, by setting goals in that way, we're already setting ourselves up for failure. And to make these changes work, you know, again, we would have to use so much willpower, which is finite. We, it's, it's, um, we only, we really only have a certain amount of it every day and some days zero willpower, um, to make these changes. And again, willpower is energy. It does run out. So now we are back to the old habits of eating and any weight we may have lost comes back on usually plus some, we say, screw it. And then we feel guilty and ashamed and we're back to that shame cycle. It just really is this cyclical nature that doesn't work when we're setting New Year's resolutions like this. Uh, So goals like this really are so hard to stick to because they don't fit into our lifestyles and, and may not even be aligned with some of your actual health needs. So here are some of my tried and true practiced goal setting strategies for weight loss or any goal that actually do work. So if you have a goal, weight loss or whatever, you know, these are the ways to set these goals to give you a really good chance of following through on them and making actual changes in your life. Okay, so there of course are some thought work strategies. I want you to think about this. What if we just decided that goal setting has nothing to do with January, nothing to do with a Monday or any first day of a month? You know, what if instead we just decided goals can be made at any time and started to be worked on at any time? And they can even be flexible and reassessed as needed. And more than that, they can be broken down into doable thinking, feeling, and behavior changes. What if we decided that no matter the goal you are shooting for, the weight loss or maintenance of weight loss, there are going to be mistakes that are made? You know, not not maybe mistakes are going to be made. Definitely mistakes are going to be made. You know, what if we really switched our thinking to really, um, 
taking in that truth to really owning that, to really knowing that is true. Mistakes are definitely going to be made. And not only that, but when they happen, we can even welcome them as um, as a learning opportunity that was needed in order to get even closer to our goal. Mistakes are required for lasting change. Think about how you feel when I say the following sentence. I'm going to follow all my rules to a T every single day. The feelings for me that come up are things like tense, hard, tough, stressful, anxious. There's definitely tension in my body versus when I say this sentence. Mistakes are always going to be are always going to happen. And mistakes are even required for lasting change. Making mistakes is important in this process. When I speak that sentence, the feelings that I sense are more of willingness, some calm, lightness, maybe even fun and curious. So now think about what we know about feelings. If we experience the feelings of lightness, curious, willingness, after we have reframed how we're going to think about mistakes, how we're going to think about slipping up, we are so much more likely to get back to plan, to keep going, and to even feel excited about it. So remember, there is a reason I often am saying, you know, this is about progress, not perfection. This is about, you know, being able to make mistakes and understanding that they are really needed for the process. Because again, when you adopt that reframed mentality around mistakes that you make, all of a sudden when you make a mistake, you don't drop into this whole screw it mode or, you know, um, this is the thing where it's like, well, I already ate the cookie. So, you know, I'm off plan. So I might as well eat 20 more. It's that sort of thinking and reframing your, you know, what happens when you make mistakes and not getting into that all or nothing thinking is really what keeps you out of that cycle. So of, of overeating, of putting on weight, of not losing weight, that sort of thing. Um, okay. So that's some of the thought work stuff. If you're ready to make some changes in your weight or any new change in your life. Uh, so here are some really practical things you can do to make it actually happen. Start now. <laughs> so many of you listening right now, as uh, this was, I, this is getting released on January thirty first, or was released on January thirty first. When I say start now, you are probably thinking, "Heck no, no way!" It is New Year's Eve tonight, and to me, though, this is why this is so perfect because your mind is telling you there is no way in heck I'm going to start anything today. It's New Year's Eve. I'm celebrating today. This is like my last woo-ha, but I'm telling you, you so can start today. And, and because of the tension that you might feel between, you know, the possibility of starting today, but also it's like the last holiday of the year and the last hurrah and it's New Year's Eve tonight and I'm partying because of that tension if you do start today, you're going to gain this incredible sense of willingness, of enthusiasm, of confidence. Now, you know, if you're listening any other day, this still applies. Start now to gain the momentum and confidence by starting this very moment. 
So we're going to focus on a weight loss goal here and as an example of starting today. Here is how I want you to do it. Choose one doable behavior that you can absolutely make happen today to get you going towards your weight loss. And, and here are some ideas. And, and this is why it needs to be one and it needs to be doable. Okay, so those of you who are freaking out before when I said start now, you can relax a little bit. All right, because this is what starting now looks like. It is small and it is doable. So here would be some ideas. Drink eight glasses of water today or skip a meal today or skip one snack today or wait to eat until you're hungry one time today or stop when your body has had enough at one meal today or when you go out to party tonight, drink a half glass of water in between your drinks or if you typically drink three to four drinks, drink two to three drinks and so on. Pick just one. Don't get all crazy here. Pick one and pick one that is absolutely doable for you and then do it today. And then do the same thing tomorrow and then the next. And if you find, which you will over time, that you're ready to add in something else from the list to get you to your goal, then do it. And remember, we're being flexible. So for example, if you want to start exercising more, make it doable. If you're not a morning person, do not set a goal of getting up at 5 a.m. to exercise. Instead, set a goal to walk 10 minutes at lunch, three out of five days this week. And by the way, saying three out of five days this week, I'm going to do this thing, gives you flexibility so you can make, okay, so let's say you make a plan to that you're going to walk Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, but on Tuesday, you get called to a meeting or you have to go pick up your sick kiddo. Well, really, it's no big deal if you don't feel, and you don't feel like you failed because you can get, couldn't get your walk in this week because now you could go Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. So the idea is is to speak and write down flexible goals. So the goal being, I'm going to walk three out of five work days this week, instead of saying I am going to walk Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, right? Because saying three out of five days. You could even say it doesn't even need to be work days, three out of um, seven days this week, because then it gives you flexibility. If you miss some during the work week, you can go on the weekend. The idea is to set flexible, doable goals for yourself because your brain relaxes in those moments. It cuts back on the stress of trying to obtain a goal. It releases tension in the body. So flexible, doable goals. We need these to build integrity with ourselves. We, we want to be setting goals where we are making small doable changes because that builds trust with ourselves. And this is that relationship with yourself that is going to keep you moving forward to your goals, hitting them, and then being able to maintain them, making them last. Remember, we can also reassess goals and adjust them as needed. Adjusting goals is not giving up or making you a failure. Adjusting goals is often necessary. This is also like reframing the mistakes, how we were reframing mistakes or when you fall off plan, right? We're also going to reframe what it means to reassess and adjust a goal. It is not giving up. It is not making you a failure. Adjusting goals is often very necessary. There are so many ways to reach a weight loss goal. If one way isn't working for you, allow yourself to let go of what you're doing and really try another way. This does not mean you failed. In fact, 
it means you're wicked smart about this stuff. And now when, you know, you, you can rework the goal to fit your needs. Example, if you make a goal to cook at home five nights a week, and as you get into doing it, you realize this is way too much. I'm super overwhelmed. It's creating too much stress. You have not failed. You're just going to reassess and adjust like moving cooking at home to three nights a week and maybe cooking more during those meals so you have leftovers for a healthy lunch the next day. This little shift and adjustments really can make a huge difference to actually get you to your goal and create lasting habits and changes. Um, Do not discount reframing these things. Do not discount reframing mistakes in your mind. Do not discount um, how important it is to reassess and adjust your goals. Okay, setting a goal to lose weight or improve your health really is a wonderful one. Our health and well-being can create a deeper, richer life for us, as well as our loved ones, our relationships, and cultivating that feeling of willingness to show up for yourself probably is the most important. And we do this by how we think. And now you know how to keep your thinking in a place to create that willingness that is needed to get you to your ultimate goal and make it last for life. Thank you for listening. And I hope you found something useful. And if so, please pass the podcast along. Thank you for sharing this space with me. And we will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. 